Welcome to Red Nation. This is your co-host, Braden Ellis. If you're first time listening, let me explain to you what this podcast is about. It's going to be the hottest topics, the real life stories, controversial opinions, and a good laugh to spark your month. Red Nation brings a conservative twist to a world that needs conversation. But with a sense of humor, you have to. Alongside this great journey is my co-host, Austin Lopez. He's been my roommate, my best friend, my mentor, my co-coach, my teammate. I mean, the guy is everything you could think of. And Austin, with that, I'm going to throw it to you, and then I'll introduce myself. That's a lot of titles. Um, No, uh, we're excited to start this up. And uh, like I said, Let's get this going. So let's do it, baby. So if you guys don't know who I am, I'm Braden Ellis. I am currently 20 years old. I'm a Turning Point USA news producer with front lines with Drew Hernandez. Drew Hernandez was the reporter that got Kyle Rittenhouse off and got him off scot-free. So I work with him. Um, I'm also a person that destroyed Cypress College because they needed to be destroyed. And um, overall, a saint, you know, what can I say? Halo, I'm a saint, you know, some people, wow. and the ex-girlfriends don't think so, but you know, that's okay. Halo, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm 21. I got a year on you. Um, I'm, I was at Arizona state. Uh, I stopped doing that. I'm becoming a pilot. Uh, so I'm in flight school currently. I'm looking for a job. So if Costco is listening, hire me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's going on right now. Why don't, why don't you tell the, uh, viewers how we met? Man, this was an interesting story. Um, I know Austin knows a little bit more about how we met because a lot of my high school was a blur. Um, look, I was a gangster and apparently to Austin's (laughs) point, I came into the gym looking like Eminem Slim Shady. A pimp on a blimp, yeah. eating shrimp. Yeah, so and I'm, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so here I am. I'm I'm a sophomore because obviously you're younger than me, and uh, it's summertime, basketball season. We have a summer league, and we always get a few new kids each year, so that's exciting. And uh, first day of practice, I show up. Everything's going normal, and I see this kid listening to gangster rap. And wearing a beanie, I'm like, wow, this guy must be a Raiders fan. And it turns out it's wow. real. He's an actual Raiders fan. Um, yes. So, no, it was a, a very first impression was <laughs> very funny. Uh, well, yeah, I remember meeting you and I'm like, okay, who is this guy? You know, he's like Hispanic, maybe Jewish, maybe white. Who knows? He doesn't know what race he is, right? And, you know, he was a fun-loving guy. He was getting along with everybody. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like this guy. He's getting along with everybody. So I'm not going to like him. And he's got, he was playing uh, John Party. Is it Party? John Party? I don't know. Is it John Party? Yeah, the country singer. With this uh, guy named Luke Jones from our high school, Valley Christian High School in Cerritos, California. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to choose not to like him. And all of a sudden, I live with this guy now. And, like, I love this man to death. So I don't know. I don't know. I think God works in mysterious ways. But, okay. So we went from there. We met. We became friends. Great friends. Um, great teammates. I kind of glued on to you. Everyone kind of glues on to you. 
And how did it go from there? What, what happened with our relationship? I mean, so we played basketball uh, and then I found out you played golf and that was something that I was doing with uh, my good friends, Hayden, Eric's and Tom Raffelli. Uh And so I was like, oh man, this guy needs to play golf with us. So I recruited you, you did it. Um, and somehow we became coaches the year after you graduated. Yeah. Yeah. During the Chinese COVID uh, era, um, we decided, oh, we need jobs and I don't want to sit at my laptop. And, um, you know, after I graduated college, which was, I'm sorry, college, high school, May 23rd, 24th, 2020, um, we needed to get jobs. And I, I saw that there was a program at Valley, the golf program, and it was a varsity slot that was open. So we decided we wanted to take the program over and infiltrate. And <laughs> kids were begging to play sports, begging to play sports. And nobody um, was taking the position. So I signed up and we got hired. I got Austin on board. And Ayla, why don't you take us through that golf season a little bit? I'll add on to it. But uh, dude, also, I've what, a, what a fun season. Some, uh, it was a great season. First time we've won league since like 2007 or 2013, maybe. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like we didn't yeah. win league when we were playing. Uh, but also I have a few good stories of when we were actually teammates playing golf. Um, but oh, man, I'll address those after. Oh, you want to hear them now? Let's hear it. Honestly. Okay. So some of the memories, uh, literally his first match of high school golf, uh, you were playing – we didn't know how you were going to be because you never played competitive golf. So we threw you in the seven spot. So your score didn't count, but you were still <laughs> there to participate. Participation award. <laughs> but I remember being on the ninth green at Los Amigos in uh, Downey, California. And this guy chips in for Eagle. And then we all rush him. And that's, that's when I knew, court. like, <laughs> that's when I knew this guy was going to be something special maybe not not even scoring the best but he's just going to be so fun to play with and so later throughout the uh high school golf careers this guy i think it was prelims uh for cif and uh, you probably did this multiple times but some other kid from another team questioned your score and oh yeah uh, what a what a low life yeah so he's like oh i want you to count your strokes and what do you do you say okay one two three four <laughs> gangster and if you if you know anything about golf what the guy was trying to insinuate uh go through each shot like show where you hit it and but you you simply didn't care no i didn't care and i think you're referencing jordan chow or the uh other npc shrill that was we were golfing with um and he, it turned out Fast forward, we we coached against the guy, and he turned out just how I thought he was going to be. And, and we beat him. And we beat him. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Chow, I remember this. We're at Rio Hondo. Nice individual. Love Jordan Chow. We have a good relationship. And Chow says, hey, do you mind counting your score? And, obviously, you know, I got maybe a six. And, and it was, uh, I think, or par five or something. And I said, sure. And I wasn't in the mood for anybody's, you know, crap. So I said, one, two, three, four, five, and just walked to the next tee box. Jordan Chow, great man, you know, nice men kind of finished last year. He didn't say anything. And uh, 
that that memory lives in infamy. So, yeah, that was amazing. Austin was a great player, um, always very talented. But the one time when we were uh, playing, he uh, saw Albert Pujols, and the boy freaked out. So he saw Pujols, and all of a sudden, you know, we go to our match, and we're playing Pacifica Christian, which is like in Irvine, California, and. You know, we go up to the driving range and there's this big man. There's this guy. He looks clean. He looks like he has a lot of money. Albert freaking Pujols. And Austin, you know, he's an Angel fan fanatic. Um, I don't care what he says. He's an Angel fan. I know he could probably move on to the Yankees and the Dodgers, but he's an Angel fan. He starts freaking out. And then obviously I'm freaking out because this guy, this guy's a major player. And I remember I shanked the ball. Austin hit a great drive and he just walked back to his teammates. And I know I saw his chest glowing. Everyone's all like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What a baller. But the guy's a good player. So anyways, um, no, yeah, I thought you were going to say, uh, what? hold on. I, I thought you were going to say it on the ninth hole. I got a 14. I was three over I, through the whole round. Of the I didn't want to say that because I'm being nice <laughs> in the first episode. I'm trying to be cool. But yes, yeah, you did cry, and you got a fourteen. Yes, oh, you did wow. cry. We're bringing in. The, I don't um, think I cried. I don't think I cried. We did see tears, but that's okay. Uh, it, it's okay. I mean, I think men should cry. Like that's my hot take for the day. I mean, but, it, yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, going into golf coaching though, um, you brought that same spirit of that mm. first day I met you on basketball, that gangster, yeah, uh, spirit to our team right. would you mind like going further into that so uh there's this famous saying it's from al davis he was the owner of the raiders and i believe in it wholeheartedly when it regards regarding to sports um it it's in reference to football but also i think it applies to any sport you can apply it to any sport they always say take what they give you and al davis would always say i've always said the opposite take what you want and I love that saying because in any sport that you play, you don't, you don't take what you are received. You take what you want. You, you dominate. You take over. You infiltrate. And obviously, <laughs> with golf, it's like a gentleman's sport. But I turned that G into another G, to gangster sport. Okay. What we wanted to do was uh, get the best players, the most athletic, train them up and make them strong, and then get to the golf course. So you and I both know, Alo, we didn't start on the golf course immediately. We started at a no. park. We wanted to run these boys. So it was during COVID, y'all. All right, so what were you doing during COVID? Well, probably having a bag of chips, looking at Dr. Fauci on TV, okay? <laughs> and what we wanted to do is send them to a park and have them run suicides yeah for golf so we made them run suicides get them in shape get their heart pumping get some sweat because they're 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 in their house all day they're on their laptop on zoom texting their girlfriend on kick or whatever app they use now and we wanted them to run so uh a lot of the players were complaining a little bit look like coach why are we running coach alo why are we running and i think maybe you said it or maybe i said it and we said why do you think tigers ripped from swinging a club no and they're like oh that makes sense i can't talk about john daly he's not ripped he's just you know he exercises with cores but you know we wanted to bring a gangster energy and we took over that damn league and you know 
We also encouraged them to have jewelry. Uh, we said earrings, uh, chains, bracelets, anklets, whatever, you know, a, a nose ring. I don't care. Intimidate wow. the other team until you get what you want. And we got what we want. And that was championship league. I agree. Um, so I'm what sure do you think, have... Ayla? What was, what was our plan, man? You know, when I put you on the team, we got you on the team. You were excellent with these guys. You were the guy that I needed because I'm a motivator, leader, talker, but you're the analytics guy. Fix the swing. How can we get you better? Work with the players one-on-one. -on -one. How did that all go down? Well, there's we have too many stories. I'm sure we'll get to them later episodes with uh, hopefully Tom Rafelli gets on our spiritual coach. Uh, yes. But no, coach. It, it was, uh, and I, I love it, uh, coaching it was. these people uh, in the game I love. Uh, but one of my memories that I remember most, you were giving a speech, and I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey you need to cut it. You're going a little, a little uh, like it was a football game, basically, like a Raiders <laughs> game, without getting into detail. But, uh, yeah, I, it was just overall a great time. And like I said, uh, we'll definitely get into some more stories in depth in later episodes. But uh, I, I want to talk about, since – We've lived in Arizona since January, or for you, December, I guess, or late December, anyway. Um, what are the differences between Arizona and California that you've seen, you personally living here and there? Yeah, I'll throw that question right back at you, but I get to see people's faces. Literally, yeah. like, I mean, how, how drastic of a difference. I get to see their face. You walk around California you'll see NPCs. For my uh, boomers, NPC means non-playable character non or non-playable non character. Correct. And what does that mean? It's a video game term. So in video games, they have certain characters that are just fill-ins. They just do nothing and they just walk and they do nothing. They have no purpose. Um, essentially, that's what I'm calling most people in California. But a lot of the differences that I saw was I could see their face. The weather is, you know, it's a little different here. It's a little hotter, but uh, the morale of people, the joy of people in Arizona, Arizona has more of a joy because they have freedom. When you give people a taste of freedom, they want to gallon them. Um, and I would also say for all my uh, young couples, young people, the cost of living is way less in Arizona. And people are happier when they have more money in their pocket. So that's why, obviously, more people are happier here. And there's religion. A lot of Christians here. Um, so that's a great thing. What have you seen so far? You've been here a little bit less, but uh, you have different experiences from me. What, what do you think is the difference between yeah, EZ versus I mean, CA? There's, I mean, there's Christians everywhere, but it's more, you feel more at home in a way. You feel able to... Um, go out and live your life for Christ and not get yelled at by a random lady with a mask, basically. Um, but like you said, one of the biggest things that I've talked to everybody from California, um, gas. Gas. Yeah. California has a 55 cent, I believe, uh, tax rate mm -hmm. uh, per gallon. So literally just come in Arizona, it's at least 55 cents cheaper. Um, so that's 
like you said, cost of living is one of the biggest things. And I don't know. I, I genuinely think people are happier here. Like I go back to California and it's just, it's just not a good time. Like there's no dude, there's like a lot people of people are angry for some reason. Like they just like snarl at each other. Like what's yeah, going and there's on? There's a lot of theft. It's rampant. And it's just, it's almost like a third world. It's a third world state. When you have societal decay, which is, you know, like crime and everything that you just mentioned, the people become decayed themselves, meaning their moods, their personalities, everything, right? And it's just gross. You know, I love California, families there, girlfriends there. Um, But just the living aspect of it is god-awful. Okay, so what I want to go over here, all right? I got a big, big thing to talk about here. For my viewers, President Biden. Okay, can we talk about this guy? I mean, come on. If you're not There's a, a if you're not a Republican, about. I mean, do you not see that this guy clearly has dementia? Um, I'm sorry, but he does, and it's sad. And let's talk about Uncle Joe. Alo's got some commentary on Uncle Joe, um, who showers with his daughter. What do you got, Alo? <laughs> I love that intro. Um, well, one of the biggest things that has happened recently, I know we're a tiny bit late to the game, four days, which, I mean, in the news, it's late. But in his early campaign, nice. when he won uh, his presidential campaign, which also questionable. But anyway, that's besides Totally. He totally uh, he rigged it. Yes. Anyway, besides all that, uh, he said that he wants to unify Americans in camp in his campaign. Or and when he won, as I said, he I believe he said we have the clip, so we'll play it. But he said something like, "I'm not the president of the Democrats. I'm not the president of the Republicans. I'm the president of America." So after saying that, what was that? Two years ago, two very long years ago, almost. Um, his speech on September first in uh, Pennsylvania, which was one of the worst presidential speeches that's. Literally, though the most decisive and just it was flat out weird. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's there's a few clips I'd like to play from that uh, where he's basically attacking uh, these Republicans who are also Americans, according to his speech two years ago. But now he's just going on just a rampage against these people. Yeah, yeah, let's play those clips. Here are those clips right now. Time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. What do you think of that? That, you know, this man doesn't know what he's doing. He's not alive. He's mentally challenged. And his wife throws him pills every time he goes in the speech. What do you think of that? Calling us extremists, MAGA Republicans. You know what, Alo? I'm going to say it right now. I think I'm dark MAGA. I don't know. What Alo, what do you think, man? I can't, I can't talk about this. <laughs> I, I can't even follow what all the what, – what even is a MAGA Republican? Is, a, is, that, is that just an American who loves their country? Because um, that's what it seems like to me. But um, no, it, what I've seen, like his wife, Jill, literally had to walk him like he's a dog 
to the podium to deliver Correct. his speech. And then it comes out. I'm not even going to talk about that on September 1st. It comes out literally 48 hours after. Uh, I think uh, reporter Peter Ducey asked him the question. Oh, Great, man. Why do, you, uh, why do you hate MAGA Republicans, Republicans who voted for Donald Trump? And he's like, oh, no, I don't. I think that uh, we should all be unified. So he's, I mean, the definition of a Democrat, he's very, uh, he's a hypocrite. So I just think it's ridiculous. Well, he just like said, you know, on the speech, MAGA Republicans are a very threat to our democracy. And then he goes into his little fake White House set that's across the street from the White House. And Peter Ducey says, you know, uh, you think every MAGA Republican's a threat to our society? I don't think every MAGA Trump supporter is a threat to our society. He has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea. And you can see it in his eyes, the way he walks and everything. This man should not be in power. But I will say this hot take. He should be in power. Why? Because you don't want that Kamala freak. You don't want her in there. Absolutely not. She's like a Michelle Obama 2.0. She's not good. Anyways, speaking of that, if you want more hard, hard right commentary, do you like getting in the mud and skidding it to these Democrats? We can check out Frontlines with Drew Hernandez, powered by Turning Point USA. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 30-minute show on Real America's Voice on your cable. We're on Apple, Pluto TV, Fubo TV, uh, Real America's Voice app, and everything. Drew Hernandez is the reporter that got Kyle Rittenhouse off. Great show. Hard right. The new right. It's rising. We take it to these Democrats. We take it to the liberals and the NPCs, and we slay these people. Drew's great. Gives you all a good commentary. Gives you a good laugh, too, but also goes right in on the uh, politics of the day. So, all right. Uh, We're going to go to a short break in a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts on something. Can you, and this is a very common question a lot of people are saying, can you date a leftist if you're based? That is a good question. And that's a question that I think, like you said, comes up a lot. Just throwing politics out aside. Um, right. Right. If you're a Christian and obviously you support pro-life, and that's not even a question. That, that shouldn't be a question in the church. These, these babies are created in God's image. So I think that just because of that, I don't think it would be possible to date a leftist. I agree. I agree. You know, you know both of us are Christians. And there's, there's things where you know, we can disagree on. And, you know, there's all kinds of sections of politics, Republican, conservative, and whatnot, right? New right, old right, rhino, Democrat, far leftist, <laughs> liberal. You're going to have to civil debates on some things, and, and that's healthy, you know? Get some opinions, maybe change your mind and not be so stubborn in the relationship. But when it comes down to morals and values, and you know this, right? Like, I think you agree. You know, when it regards regards to like abortion or how you raise your children or what you do with your money. I mean, all of those things really play a factor in a relationship. You cannot negotiate your non-negotiables. I mean, what do you think? Do you agree with that? 
I definitely agree. Um, I think you said it well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really, you summed it up perfectly. I think if you're based, you know, you're on, you're on the new right and you're dating like a leftist, what are you doing? You know, the very people that you crap on, you're dating. So very interesting. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to go to short break. And I want you guys to remember one thing uh, in regards to politics. Everyone has their own opinion, right? And you can have any opinion that you want in America. And that's what is beautiful about our system of government. And we should appreciate that. So for the viewers, while we go to break, we're going to come back and do some sports takes and our NPC of the week and then our questions from the viewers. Um, and it has to, in regards to Tom Raffelli, it has to deal with him. So it's going to be interesting. So stay tuned. And we're back. Uh, so we're going to go into our sports segment. But before we do, I've got to get the viewers ready for the question at the end of the day. So the question is, why did Tom Raffelli go on three dates in one day? So we want you to think about that. And uh, we'll give you some multiple choice answers uh, by the end of the show. <laughs> but on to sports. Uh, so, Mr. Ellis, I have a question to ask you. Yes. You're a big Tiger Woods fan, maybe the biggest of them all. Big. Will Tiger win another major? Tiger Eldrick Woods, at a nice age of 40-something, will win another major, and it'll be within the next year. That is happening. That is for certain. And that will happen. I'm not going to take any BS from anybody that say he won't. And anybody that says he isn't going to win another major, you're on drugs. Uh, well, I love Tiger as much as anybody else. Uh, but you don't even know his age. What a fan. He's 49, I think. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. That'd be you just looked it up. Wrong. He's not 49. No, no, no. no. Is he Phil Mickelson? <laughs> John Daly? Should be in the seniors tour. But I don't think he's going to win. I think you're delusional. Look, I, let's not get into the personal attacks, you uh, crack addict. But, you know, <laughs> I just think he is on the prowl. He's El Tigre. He is Tiger Woods. And here's why I'm saying that, Austin. From Austin, honestly, everyone's moving to LIV Golf. LIV Golf is the brand new golf program. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's great. Everyone's moved over there. Cam Smith, DJ. Uh, the Shambo. Everyone's moving over there. Okay. Less competition for Tiger. I'm telling you, who's this competition? Like John well, Daly I, Jr.? Who is it? Then I got to. McElroy? <laughs> I got to ask you, uh, will his major be legit then? Of course it will. Do you know why? Why? Because he won a major in the PGA Tour. Okay. He, I, I could also, I, I will find common ground and say, he hasn't beaten all the best players in the world because a lot of them move over to LIV, but he got a major in the PGA and it still counts. It's not like the Disney thing, like the bubble season. You know what I mean? Tiger Woods will win the masters this year and you can put money on that. 100%. Wow. It's Augusta is his course. Sorry. And that's happening. Tiger Eldrick Woods 
we'll win a we'll win the masters we'll win another major and then he'll break up with his girlfriend and then find another blonde to date what a statement you heard it here first folks I how do you not think he won't win a major i mean i how, why okay you want to let me talk and you can be a liberal that's right <laughs> I think that Scotty Scheffler is going to win the Masters, personally. I think he's going to uh, LIB. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Or, we need to move past golf because we're not getting anywhere. Um, I, I'm rooting for Tiger. I really am. Uh, I'm sure but I got to ask you. <laughs> I got to ask you a football question, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, everyone knows you're a thug, so that obviously means you're a Raiders fan. I'm a what? I'm a thug? <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I got to ask you. There's a lot of promise. The YG in the Raiders. song. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of promise this year for the Raiders. Things are looking up. The whole AFC West is going to be good. Uh, will the Raiders win the AFC West? Well, I mean, was that even a question? No. Yeah, they totally will. I just saw an article on the the Boston beat uh, that was peddled through ESPN, which is woke as heck. <laughs> and there's 32 beat writers that you know took a poll of the AFC West who's going to win, and none of the 32 beat writers voted for the Raiders. All of them pretty much voted for the Chargers and the Chiefs. Okay, it's us against everybody, baby. Raider Nation till I die. Okay, commitment to excellence, just win, baby. One by one, we have Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry. We have Devontae Adams. We got Darren Wall. We got our beautiful kicker. We got our great quarterback, who's also a pastor. I mean, God's on our side. God's on our team, okay? Um, the AFC West will be won by the Las Vegas Raiders, and we'll go uh, 11 wins on the season. Wow. What a statement. And we'll win the Super Bowl. Wow. And the Super Bowl. We're going to beat. Say, yeah, we're going to beat. No. If no, this I'm is even possible, <laughs> we're going to beat the uh, the Bucks. They are in the NFC, so yes, that yeah. is possible. Yeah, um, we're going to beat them. <laughs> shout out to uh, Trevor Poole, because I, I do think the Chargers are going to go all the way this year. I think they're going to win it. Um, did you just drink water? Uh, yeah, I just had a little Gatorade sip. Sorry, it's a little halftime break. Okay. Uh, our team yeah. mom brought it into the room. Very nice. Um, Thank no, you, Cindy. But... <laughs> I, I do like the Chargers. Um, they've always been why one of my teams. One of your teams. Yeah, well, you, you can't well. stick to a team. Hey, hey, hey. We'll 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 get on to that after. But well, let me say, I am rooting for the Raiders Week One because I do have their fantasy players. I have Devonta Adams and Josh Jacobs, and I'm playing this bum uh, team named Ellis Island. So I gotta destroy him Week One. Yeah, uh, to all our viewers, we did a, a, you know, in fantasy football, you can trade your players after you draft them. And um, DeAndre Hopkins and Darren Waller were swapped. And I received Darren Waller and Austin received DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games for steroids. And he's also on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so that was a great trade. Thank you, Austin. So I appreciate hey, that. I got a lot of flack for that trade. Um, a lot of people are accusing me of throwing, but I got to say to all those people in our league, I am playing for the championship. Sure. He's going to be out six weeks. That's fine. I know I'm getting to the championship. 
He's going to drop 20 points on championship week. You mark my words. I love that. Great prediction by Austin Lopez. All right. So we got one more sports section here. All right. Joe Buck. Who is Joe Buck, Austin? Can you explain to our viewers? Uh, he's an announcer. Uh, I don't know if he's still with Fox News because, or not Fox News, Fox Sports. Um, but he he's called all the World Series games since like 2003 or something like that. Yes. So Joe Buck is, you know, one of the big announcers at Fox. And let me tell you a Joe Buck story. I was at um, in, in Nevada, Reno. I believe it was Reno. Tahoe, and yeah. Tahoe, it was Lake Tahoe. That's right. That's right. For the celebrity golf tournament. And I was walking to see um, anybody else besides Joe Buck. And I've never been a Joe Buck fan. I, I don't like the beard. I don't like when he shaves his face. He should just leave the, the box studio. Um, so Joe Buck is on a golf cart and he's coming towards me and he's sitting um, in the passenger seat and his butler is driving him, of course. And chauffeur. yeah, his chauffeur. And I said, okay, oh, Joe Buck's coming up. I'll say hi. And I say hi. And I'm not with everybody else. I think Austin was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. No big deal. And Tom was looking at a bush, probably. And (laughs) I remember Joe Buck driving up, and I'm like waving to him. He doesn't wave back. And he's driving past me. And I say, Joe Buck, you suck. And I thought that rhymed. And I hope that that sticks with him for a while because Joe Buck does suck. And we need to make sure that Fox gets rid of him and replaces him with Michael Kay. From the Yankees. See, I think what a statement. I think this is a CNN story. You didn't even know where you were. You just knew you were in Nevada. You didn't even know you were in Tahoe. That probably wasn't even Joe Buck. And you know what? I personally think Joe Buck, he gets a lot of hate. Sure, he's had some bad moments, but his voice is so iconic. It belongs in the sports uh broadcaster hall of fame. It oh, you're just full of it. You're full of it. You don't even know what you're talking no. about. No, how much is he no. paying you? When I think how much is he paying? No, 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 no. No, no, no. When I think of 2013 World Series, uh, David Freese hitting the home run to walk it off, I think of Joe Buck. And there's a lot of moments like that. 13. Oh, okay. When the Cardinals won it. Shout out yes. close if he's listening. But uh, no, I think Joe Buck's good now. So. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. Joe Buck is absolutely terrible. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, him and Troy Aikman are made fun of at the Navy game, the generals going onto the field. They made fun of them. They made fun of the of the fighter pilots going over the Navy game. That was leaked audio. And uh, Project Veritas got that show, Project Veritas. And that's where I became not a Troy Aikman fan and a Joe Buck fan. I was just beside myself about them because while they make millions of dollars, they laugh at our military. Anyways, so uh, great sports take there, Ayla. So we're going to move on to our next segment regarding NPCs. We have handpicked by your co-host, Austin Lopez and Brayden Ellis, me. Um, This segment was created by Austin Lopez to highlight our non-playable characters of the week. Austin, who do you have on your NPC of the week? Well, I originally had the same one. Uh, I know you'll get into that later. Uh, It's a very good one. Um, But I would just say... You run into so many in California, but it's rare here. Uh, but I saw it. It was somebody driving all by themselves 
wearing a mask going down the freeway. Ugh. Too. And, and you, so, you you know yeah. that he's probably controlled by his wife, even if he has one, you know, and or like isn't just like a total NPC that doesn't do anything, has no personality, and just like goes along with the flow and doesn't break any rules, just does his thing, listens to Biden and says, yes, I'll wear my mask. Yes, Dr. Fauci, Fauci, I'll wear my mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone should get that elf and throw him to the sea. Anyways, I want to talk about my NPC of the week, and it's very interesting to see these people out of out of the no, out of nowhere, right? Out of the blue. And we're Austin and I were at an ASU football game, Go Sun Devils. Um, and in the crowd, people are taking pictures and videos, and it's fun, right? All of a sudden, everyone's sitting down. This state-controlled Karen bot stands up. She's got silver hair, of course, the library glasses, the librarian glasses, right? And starts taking a video and pictures. And she has a nice blue, shiny, brand new, but used in some ways, mask outside in the 100 degree weather, maybe more. And she's taking pictures and videos. Maybe, and maybe the viewers won't like this, but maybe she should take a photo of her. And send it to her doctor and say, look, I'm mentally ill. I'm wearing a mask outside and it's 104 out. And you just see these people pop out of nowhere. And it's like, you can tell them, hey, take that off. You can breathe freely. You can breathe. COVID is not going to get you outside. Okay. And people still choose to wear their masks. So, Elo, I don't have to tell you, buddy. I think we just need to uh, run to Jesus and pray. Because you can't make people have their own freedom. They just want to stay contempt with their own uh, masks so it's a wild country we live in isn't it 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 definitely is um so that'll be exciting for our segments just just some fun having uh it'll be a good time now yeah now to the most important thing the question at the end and i it's a good one it's it's a phenomenal one and i'm sure we'll have him on and he'll tell his story and give us his insight but why did Tom Raffelli go on three dates in one day? I gotta ask. Yeah, you. why did he go on three dates in one day with different women? You know what? Should we call him live and ask him? We'll see what he I says. I think we should call him live. Let's I'll call him, him real quick. Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, I got a question for you. What's up? Um, so I'm recording Red Nation podcast, and we'd love to have you on uh, for one of the episodes. Uh, but the viewers want to know, why did you go on a date? Or actually, sorry, why did you go on three dates in one day? Back with in the different day? women, with different women. Uh, just to make that clear, I think I think it's just about casting a wide net nowadays. You never keen the greatest opportunities. I think I'm a businessman in many ways, and um, one of the things they teach you in business school, which I went to Harvard Law Business School, but before that I went to America's School of Business School. It was like an online school. And uh, they taught me never put all your eggs in one basket, so I took that to heart. That's why I I chose three dates that day instead of one. That is is a man of business, a man of character, and I couldn't put it any better. 
the next the next Andrew Tate, I, I don't know about that one. Um, but yes, we thank you for having. Uh, Thanks, Tom. We, yeah, we thank you for your time. Okay, of course. All right. Anytime. Yep. God bless. See you. See you. So for our viewers, Tom Raffelli is a good friend of ours. Uh, he was Valley Christian's golf varsity spiritual coach. Very insightful man. Went to Harvard Law. Does know his crap. And he is a total PIMP, if, I, if you know what I mean. So, Ayla, let's go through these options for our viewers. And we want to hear your feedback in the comments. Um, here's some of the options. All right. Why did Tom Raffelli go on three dates with different women in one day? A, because he's a city boy. What does that mean? Gangster. Because he's a city boy. That's A. B, he was lonely. Or C, he's a pimp on a blimp eating shrimp. Or he, it's option D, which is my dark horse. He slays the Latinas. So Tom is pretty much the Latino whisperer, and that's what we call him that. He's had about, all of his girlfriends were Latina, and um, he sticks to that. So viewers, what do you think? Throw it in the comments. Like, subscribe. Give us some feedback. Text us, DM us. Give us your feedback. Is it A, because he's a city boy? B, because he was lonely? C, he's a pimp on a blimp eating shrimp? Or D, because he's a Latina whisperer? Ayla, what's your dark horse? What do you think? Uh, those are all very good. Uh, I, I loved what Tom said. and uh, But, you know, I got to go with D. That, that's I got to go with D most- with it as well. Yeah, it's just the most logical. He is a Latino whisperer. It, it just, yes. One of the most quiet guys at times, but then you give him, you put him next to a Latina and then they go on a date. You know, it's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, all of a sudden he's at the hospital having a kid. So I don't, I don't know. It's, actually, <laughs> it's incredible. So, all right, guys. Hey, thanks for watching Red Nation. This is our first podcast. It's brand new. It's fresh. It's just out there. Like, subscribe, throw some comments in the comment section, DM us on Instagram. Austin, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is austinlopez35. Yep. So follow him at austinlopez35, me at b.ellis or the Braden Ellis or e the machine underscore. Um, I have three accounts. Talk follow me on Twitter. Yeah, talk about the <laughs> Braden Ellis. And um, throw us, show us some love, baby. Show us some love. So. We'll be back next week with our next episode of Red Nation.